Hello everybody and welcome to The Dark Side of Light, Sleep, Health and Disease. So welcome and in this video we're going to be covering the importance of sleep, sleep mechanisms, the brain chemistry of sleep and factors that are affecting sleep. So the importance of sleep. Getting enough sleep is essential for optimum health and well-being in all of us. And sleep is an essential function that allows our bodies to heal, grow, recharge. And sleep literally is an important part of our daily routine, which we spend about one third of our lives doing. And quality sleep, and getting enough of it at the right times, is as essential to survival as food and water. Because without sleep, we can't form or maintain the pathways in our brain that lets us access and learn and create new memories. It becomes harder to concentrate, respond quickly to new tasks, and our movements can become clumsy with a loss of coordination. So sleep is important to a number of brain functions, including how nerve cells communicate with each other. And recent findings suggest that sleep plays a housekeeping role in our brains that removes toxins um, that build up while we're awake, as well as the consolidation of experiences and memories. And everyone needs sleep. The truth is, the real biological purpose is a mystery, but we know that sleep affects almost every tissue in the body, from the brain, heart, lungs, metabolism, immune function, and even disease resistance. And a chronic lack of sleep, or getting poor quality sleep, can increase the risk of disorders such as high blood pressure, clogging and hardening of the arteries, heart failure, stroke, diabetes, and even obesity. So poor sleep can also increase the amount of certain substances in our body, such as C-reactive protein. And this is an indication that inflammation is a problem. And inflammation is how the body responds to injury, infection, and disease. So this is why it may affect our cardiovascular system. But with too little sleep, the body is also likely to produce stress response hormones, such as cortisol. And after sleep deprivation, several people in studies have higher levels of cortisol later in the day, when it should be tapering off to prepare the body for rest. So how does high cortisol actually make us feel? So when your cortisol levels are high, and they've been high over a long period of time, your adrenaline glands start to get depleted, and this starts to raise prolactin levels, and this increases your body's reactivity or sensitivity to pain, headaches, backaches, and muscular pain. So most adults and children re require between seven and nine hours, and obviously children and teenagers more. So adequate sleep allows us to get new information and to get rid of toxins. It helps nerve cells communicate, reorganize, and support healthy brain function. And this way that the body can repair itself, repair cells, restore energy, and release molecules and hormones that are critical for overall health benefit. So healthy sleep helps us remain healthy and prevent diseases. But without enough sleep, the brain doesn't function properly. Our abilities become impaired, we can't concentrate and think clearly. So what are the sleep mechanisms? So sleep is actually triggered by two internal biological mechanisms. One's the circadian rhythm 
and one's homeostasis. And they work together to regulate sleep when we're all, to regulate when we're awake and asleep. So circadian rhythms, they direct a wide variety of functions from our wakefulness, our body temperature, metabolism, and release of hormones. And they control our timing of our sleep and cause us to be sleepy at night and our tendency to wake up in the morning. So this is our body's alarm clock, which is roughly 24 hours a day for most people. So circadian rhythms, they tend to synchronize with the environment that we're in, and they're controlled by light, temperature, and this gives us feedback about the actual time of the day when we should be awake or asleep. But they also continue in the absence of these cues. But then you have sleep-wake homeostasis, and this keeps track of our need for sleep. So the homeostatic sleep drive, this reminds us to sleep after certain times, regulates our sleep intensity and gets stronger every hour that we're awake. And the more that we're awake, the more we start to get sleep deprivation and need to sleep. So factors that can influence your sleep include medications, environment, temperature, light, what you eat and drink. But the most influence is light. So there's specialized cells within our eyes that process the brain to tell us whether it's night or day. And exposure to this light, or general light, can make it difficult to fall asleep and return to sleep when you're awake. So sometimes you'll find that night shift workers have trouble falling asleep when they go to bed, and they have trouble staying awake at work because their natural circadian rhythms and their sleep-wake cycle has been disrupted. And then you have things like jet lag, where our circadian rhythms become out of sync because we're going to a different time zone. So the most important thing to realize here is when it comes to sleep, light is the biggest thing that can affect us, as well as optional things such as external stimulants such as caffeine, nicotine, alcohol, etc. So now we want to talk about the, the chemicals of sleep and being awake. So the two most important chemicals that we need to know about are serotonin and melatonin. And when we're awake during the day and we're feeling good, feeling happy, we have serotonin running through our brains produced by the pineal gland and we stay awake. Then when the light starts to dim and we start to come to sunset and darkness come in, the serotonin is converted via a chemical process into melatonin. And light affects the conversion of serotonin to melatonin. But when melatonin comes in at a normal rate, we start to feel tired, sleepy, and then we go to sleep and we have a really good deep sleep with high levels of REM, deep sleep, light sleep, and all the correct rhythms. And then in the morning, the sunlight wakes us up with a slight burst of cortisol and the serotonin starts coming out again. We're wakeful and the cycle repeats. But as I said before, light really affects the serotonin to melatonin conversion. So if we're on our mobile phones late at night, and the mobile phone actually emits a blue light, it's many times stronger than the morning sun, which triggers us to be awake. So if it's 7pm, 9pm, you're on your phone, and this is emitting this bright light at you, your brain actually thinks that it's time to wake up. So then you turn your phone off, and you go to lie down to bed, and you sit there and you, or you, you just lie there. And the reason why you're lying there is because it's going to take another hour or so before the light is, the light is out and the body starts to realize, ah, now I can convert the serotonin to melatonin 
and start to go into sleep. So this is why it's really important to dim your lights at night. If possible, get off any um, light-emitting devices, even a TV, or wear light blocking glasses or blue blocking glasses is going to help immensely. Because if we start affecting our conversion to, of melatonin and serotonin and vice versa, and generally it's more so serotonin influencing the conversion of melatonin, because serotonin is actually a precursor for melatonin. And the way that our body produces serotonin is through foods that contain tryptophan, which milk, eggs, cheese. You might notice that sometimes you'll have a glass of warm milk and you'll start to feel tired. And this is because that release of the amino acid tryptophan in the blood starts to have that chemical reaction in the body. The lights have gone down, body starts to produce melatonin, and we feel sleepy. And this is good. But if you're not sleeping deeply, start to look at your environment. Start to look, are there any lights that are on all the time? Are you having a charger on? Are you looking at your phone's alarm? Can you put a, a blue blocking um, filter on your phone to look at it at night so it's more orange? Can you wear eye goggles to block out the light? All these small little things are going to help you increase your sleep as well as the usual things of cut out the caffeine, cut out the cigarettes, cut out the alcohol, at least an hour or so before you go to bed, caffeine even longer, and this is going to improve your sense of getting a deep sleep and having more recovery and obviously prevent those heart disease, cholesterol, diabetes, and all the conditions that come from having inadequate deep sleep. When you go to sleep, make sure that all of the light's off. Darken your room as much as you can. Wear light blocking glasses if you can before you go to bed and even grab a blindfold. And this is going to help you have a really deep sleep and maybe even grab some deep um, some earplugs. So remember, darken everything, turn off those lights, get off your phone at least an hour to two hours before, start wearing blue blocking glasses and you'll improve your sleep and improve your health at the same time.